Blog Talk Radio. Hi, this is Monique Hom of Real Estate Investor Goddesses. This is the show where I bring you amazing, badass real estate investing women to share their stories, their successes, their mistakes. <laughs> um, and so we all can learn. And I am super excited to have with us today Annie Dickerson. So Annie started investing in real estate over 10 years ago, first through house hacking duplexes. Then she went on to invest in out-of-state rentals. And eventually she started investing passively in real estate syndications. She's the co-founder and managing partner at Good Egg Investments, a company that helps people learn about real estate investing passively in real estate syndications, which is awesome. And to date, Good Egg Investments has has co-syndicated over $400 million worth of real estate assets and multifamily self-storage and manufactured home parks. That is amazing, and I'm so excited to have her here. Welcome, Annie. Thank you so much, Monique. I'm so excited to be here with you and your goddesses. We're happy to have you. So I know you started over 10 years ago, and you started I guess you started by house hacking, but what got you started in real estate investing? Why did you get into that game? Yeah, you know, I had never, if you asked me when I was growing up, if I would ever get into real estate investing, I would have laughed in your face. You know, it was never, my parents never even bought a house when I was growing up. We always rented. And so I had no concept of even how to buy a house. And the first house, my husband and I got married young. We were 23, and we set out to buy our first home. We were good savers, so we had a bit of money saved up to put into a home. And um, we thought, oh, well, you know, we're young, we're hip, let's get a loft or a condo. You know, we were living in D.C. at the time. And um, so we looked at some of those. And then we also, on the flip side, we we looked at some fixers. You know, we were like, we, you know, we could we could possibly do this, you know. Um, and we chose something in the middle because our realtor at the time told us something that I'll never forget. And he said, you know, these condos are nice, but, you know, these row homes in D.C. are pretty popular and many of them come with a basement apartment. And if you could live in the upstairs unit and rent out the basement apartment and you play your cards right down the road, you could get it to be cash flow positive. And I had never heard that term before. Nobody had ever taught me about anything like that. And I thought, what? this sounds like real life monopoly right here, <laughs> you know? And so we did it. We bought our first, our first duplex was actually a foreclosure. The basement had previously been a brothel. So <laughs> there was a bit of work to be done. Um, but we rolled up our sleeves. We were young with no kids. You know, we were excited about this new project. So we fixed up the basement and rented it out and it worked. And so we were having this money coming in every month and it was like a dream. Um, so we did it again and again and again um, with duplex after duplex. And at a certain point now in life, I've got two young kids, they're six and three, tons of energy, lots of stuff, toys, clothes, everything. And we just, a couple years ago, we were at this point where we're like, should we buy another duplex? You know, maybe we, you know, move again, but you know, it's just, kids have so much stuff and then we have to move schools and, oh, so it's such a hassle. So 
that's when we decided to pursue other types of real estate investing, which led to then out-of-state investing and passive investing through syndications. Awesome. I love that story. I kind of started similarly by house hacking by accident. So Mm -hmm. it's great. And you started at a great time in D.C. too. So Oh, yeah. Yeah, awesome. And so now you you did out of state and then you got into syndication. So tell me more about why you like syndications. Oh my gosh, I would not appreciate syndications had I not first done the out of state investing. And here's why. Duplexes in hindsight, now I know are are fairly easy. House hacking is fairly easy because we live in the unit, um, and or or you know if we hang on to them after we move out, we've been there before. So the tenants that we attract are people just like us. You know, they're people who have steady jobs, they pay on time, they're good savers, they let us know if there are maintenance issues, um, and so they're relatively easy to maintain. Mm-hmm. When we ventured out of state, we did everything that they tell you to do. You know, we looked in developing areas. So the, the B and, and mo- more likely C areas, um, we got small multifamilies and we put in property management, local property management. And so on the surface, everything was great on paper. The, the, um, the properties were supposed to be cash flowing very well. And we quickly amassed, um, we chose the, the market of Huntsville, Alabama, and we quickly amassed 25 units in that market, um, in small multifamily. And at first things were going just fine. And then a few months in, we found out some tenants weren't paying, some were vandalizing the property. We had one person who wasn't paying and we, um, we asked him to move out and, you know, he left in the middle of the night uh, without telling anyone, left his dog behind. And so his dog was in the unit for three days and nobody knew that he was gone. So the dog chewed up all the drywall and it oh, was God. a mess. We had another tenant who we were going to evict because she hadn't paid for many months. And um, the day before the sheriff was set to show up, she stopped up all the tubs and the sinks, left the water running and took off. And she flooded out of the four units in that fourplex. She flooded three of them. <laughs> oh, my God. And so it was things like that we just were not prepared for. We had never dealt with that kind of thing with our house hacks, with our duplexes. And so, you know, after um, one thing and another thing, things kept either breaking down or happen- it, surprises kept happening. We're like, there's got to be, there's got to be another way. Is this the there only some, way? There was some bad tenant qualifying happening. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. we had inherited a lot of tenants. Mm-hmm. And so it, we didn't realize the process it would take. Now we're closer to a point where um, we've got good qualified tenants in there and it's, it's more stabilized than it has been, mm-hmm. but it took a while and that we did not account for that. Um, and so in the process of that, um, I, uh, discovered passive investing through real estate syndications. And what happened was, and this is totally naive on my part when I tell this story, but what happened was 
um, as we were amassing these 25 units, our friends and family got interested. And they were like, oh, how do you do that? I want to do that. I'm like, it's easy. Here's what you do. You research markets, you find a market, <laughs> and then you talk with brokers, you look at the properties, and then you run the numbers. You talk to a lender, you fill out the paperwork, and I'm going down the list, and their eyes are just like glazing over in front of me. I'm like, oh boy. <laughs> and so none of them would take action, but they were interested. Yeah, and they I wanted their money working for them. Yes. They did not want another job. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. And um, I thought, there, surely there has to be some way that I could help them get into real estate. But I thought, you know, these these deals that we're doing are so small, there's not really much room for them to get in. And so that's when I did my research and discovered syndications. And here's where the naive part comes in. I thought, I've done a four-unit deal. Surely I could do a 40-unit. It's the same thing. It's just a little bigger. Just an extra zero. <laughs> yeah, no big deal. So I actually went in and I talked to brokers in Huntsville because I already knew that market. And... Uh, I pursued a couple of properties and was almost at the point where I had them under contract. And I was so all in on this that I actually quit my job so that I could go into real estate full time before I even had those properties under contract. That's how much I believed in it and wanted it. And then during that time, I had an opportunity to raise some capital for somebody else's deal. And at first, my first thought was, Heck, no, I'm not going to raise money for your deal. That's the hardest and worst part of the whole process is raising money. But I gave it a second thought and I thought, okay, well, this is a good deal. This is a good opportunity for my investors. Okay, maybe I'll give it a shot. So once I did, I realized that I love raising capital because as you know, it's all about talking to people. It's about yes. helping people understand what these opportunities are about, opening their eyes to these opportunities that they never even knew existed before. So I loved that. So I loved it so much, in fact, that I shifted my entire um, venture to focus specifically on capital raising. And that's what Good Egg is all about today. I mm, love that. So Good Egg is focused on helping passive investors learn what they need to learn in order to be to get into these deals. So what are some of the like, there are some highlights? What are some of the main things that passive investor if somebody's interested in passively investing in a syndication? What do you share are some of the main things they need to know? Yes, this is such a great question. And the first thing that we always talk to people about is, you know, before you ever even look at a single deal, first look at your current situation and think through your investing goals. Because the moment that you get a marketing deck in your hands, you're going to be, you're going to see those beautiful pictures and see all those numbers and you're going to be like, oh, yes, I want to put my money into this. Without really thinking about, you know, does it match with your long-term goals? So that's the first thing is we tell people, are you investing for, let's say, cash flow to replace your income? Or are you investing for long-term appreciation? Or maybe you're investing for tax sheltering purposes or, you know, some combination of those. Yeah. And so that will then help 
help you to find the right opportunities for you. Because a good deal for me might not be a good deal for you. Great. So that's the first thing. And then another thing we talk to people about, um, people always put so much emphasis into the market. You know, I want to find a really good growing market and I'm going to find a deal to invest in there. And yes, market is important. Certainly being in a good growing market with good job growth, population growth and job diversity is important. But real estate is so hyper local. And in fact, what we find is what's even more important than the location is the team who's going to be operating it. So absolutely. (laughs) Yes. So you, you want to spend way more time vetting the people that you're investing with more so than the actual deal or the market. So that's something else that we tell people. So true. So good. Yes, absolutely. You know, as a, as a syndicator and a passive investor mm-hmm. myself, <laughs> I know such good advice. Okay. So I'm going to switch gears a little bit because I want to ask you a question that I always ask because mm-hmm. I find the, the most gold in this question, which is what was your biggest mistake and what did you learn from it? Ooh, my biggest mistake. And I think a lot of people, a lot of real estate investors say this is I didn't put my foot on the gas sooner, soon enough. Mm. You know, I started with those duplexes, but it was really slow going. You know, we bought our first one and when I, in, let's see, 2008. And then we bought our next one, I think in 2000. 10. So that was okay. Like a two year cadence. Mm -hmm. And then we took a break and we bought our next one in 2014. And then again in 2016. So, you know, over the span of almost 10 years, we had only really bought four properties, which is pretty slow when you think about it. Um, So if I could go back and with what I know now, I would have um, leveraged the heck out of everything that I could so that I could scale faster because I would be that much farther along now. Yeah, I totally get that. <laughs> I feel that way. Like, oh, yes. But, but you don't know what you don't know. Yes. You know it, right? So. It's so true. It's so true. Yeah. You know, I, another uh, story I've written about on my blog is um, back in 2009, I mentioned our, we bought our first um, duplex in 2008. Well, in 2009, my mom was looking to buy um, her first condo. She and my dad had just gotten divorced, and she was ready to buy her own place. And so I was like, Mom, I got you. I know this whole real estate thing now. Let's get you a condo. I know how it all works. So we bought her a condo and we figured, okay, even with um, all of the, the HOA fees and the maintenance, you know, she would still be cash flowing after she left, vacated that condo. She would still be cash flowing maybe $100, $150 a month. So we thought that's pretty good because that's all we knew at the time. Yeah. That's all we knew. And now looking back, you know, she's recently sold her condo. And I looked at the returns over a period of, she held it for nine years, I think. And the returns are pithy. And I'm thinking back, if she had taken, she put 600, uh, sorry, $660,000 into that condo. And I thought, man, 
if she had put that into a real estate syndication back then or any other yeah. kind of, you know, it would have grown to be way more. And it's so much more in line with her lifestyle. She just wants something that's very hands off. Um, and so that's one of the reasons we sold was by the end with the condo, I was doing all the hands-on management. So I was like, uh, uh-uh, we're done. We're done. <laughs> And that's so funny because a lot of people think that if they're doing the work and it's an active deal, then they're going to make more money. Yes. But that's often not the case. You can often do better in a syndication, passively investing, um, than, than you could even if you're doing all the work, especially if you're in a more expensive market like D.C. Yeah. or Los Angeles where I live. Um, so yeah. I'm so glad you said that actually because I recently – took a, a deep dive into my personal um, real estate holdings just to see if that was the case because now I'm invested in passive deals as well as active uh, active properties. So I took just one of my properties in Huntsville, uh, one of the better ones actually, and I looked back over um, the previous four months of my property management statements just to compare to what I was getting uh, with a uh, real estate syndication. And you know what I found? It was so sad. I can't believe it. It was so sad. And this is one that we're still stabilizing, to be fair. Um, it was so it's a fourplex. And two of those four months, we had one tenant who was not paying. Mm. And so two of those months, we were in the red. Can you believe it? We had to pay out of pocket to hold oh. that property. Two of those four mo- previous months. And then one month we cash flowed, I think, $100, which for a fourplex is nothing. And then um, there was only one of those four months where we had, um, I think, positive cash flow of $500, which, you know, I mean, that's what it's supposed to be consistently every month. And in actuality, we were not seeing that. And I think that's the risk that you take when you invest in um, these deals yourself is it's not going to always be stable with a real estate yeah. syndication. I get my check every month. I don't have to do anything. Most of the time I don't even know because it's just dropping directly into my bank account. Um, and I don't have to think about it. So that yeah. fits much better with my current lifestyle. <laughs> so true. That's why I love syndication too. All right. So what are you most proud of in your real estate investing career? Oh my goodness. You know, I, we, people tell me all the time, um, they are, they say, Annie, it's so great. You've been able to take your marketing experience and put it into building this brand. And I say, what marketing experience? (laughs) (laughs) Cause really every day I feel like I'm flying by the seat of my pants. I was never before, before I became a full-time real estate investor and entrepreneur, I wasn't doing any of this. I was, I started out as a fourth grade teacher and then I went into game design to teach uh, because I wanted to create educational games for kids. And, um, then I went into, um, learning and development, creating, um, corporate training. So I was always on the education track and I did some design here and there, but marketing and branding was never something I did professionally. Um, so now to be able to see people's response and to, to see the growth of our business has been truly very gratifying and humbling. Mm, 
should be proud of that. You, you guys are crushing it. <laughs> That's amazing. And to what do you attribute your success? Well, you know, I think one thing that sets Good Egg apart is um, if you go to our website, you'll see it's it doesn't even look like a real estate website. In fact, on the whole first page, you might not see any mention of real estate. All we talk about is we want to help you live your best life. And, oh, by the way, we do that through real estate investing. <laughs> so it's um, the reason that we do that is because we were able to get really crisp on our target audience. And at first, when my business partner, Julie, and I got together, we said, you know, we'll take anyone, any investors. Come on in. You're a doctor, you're a lawyer, you're an engineer, anybody. Come on in. Male, female, old, young, we'll take you. You know, and what we found was by trying to market to everyone, we were reaching no one. Mm-hmm. So when we got really crisp, just like you have with your brand on who we were trying to target, and in our case, it's other working moms like ourselves, then we were able to really um, structure all of our messaging, all of our content and our branding to focus on what they would want. And that's why we've built the brand that we have and why there's not very much mention of real estate investing until you get deeper into it, because women and moms tend to be very intimidated by investing in general. So we don't want to yeah. scare them off. We want to invite them in, get to know us. You know, we're about helping you to live your life. That's what it's about. And real estate is just the vehicle that we've found to help us do that. Love it. Love it. (laughs) And I love your mission because it's so similar to mine. And what advice do you have for a woman who's just starting out in this field? You know, one of my one of the lessons that I learned early on when I was in um, the game design field, actually, um. I I was just fresh out of game design school and they had taught us to write these things called detailed design docs, detailed design docs. Can you believe it? Oh my gosh. Put you right to sleep. It was like these (laughs) 60 to a hundred page word documents about every aspect of how a game would work. And this was before you even built the game. Can you imagine and so that's what I did. I out of out of game design school, the first job that I had was at a startup. And I said, guys, this is how I learned to do it when I was in school. I'm going to write a big, long design document and then we'll build the game. OK, so <laughs> as you can imagine what happened, I wrote this big design doc. And then one day we had this epiphany. We're like, wait. We don't even know if people will want to play this game. You know, we don't, you know, your idea of when you read this paragraph, you're picturing something different in your mind than I'm picturing in my head. And so we pivoted and right away we built a, um, an MVP, a minimum viable product. And we did that and we got it into the app store within two weeks. Just a really simple little game. It was a maze game. Um, where, you know, you hold your iPhone or your iPod and you're walking, literally walking, standing up and walking and guiding your character through this maze. It was meant to be a physical fitness game for kids. Mm. And through that process, we learned so much. And it only took us two weeks of work. 
And we, at that moment, we trashed that detailed design doc. We were like, that's not going to work. Now we know what's going to work. And now we know what we need to test. And so for anybody who's starting out, that's what I would say is you just got to get in there and do it because you could spend all, all day, all year, all your life on the sidelines thinking about what it's going to be like and when you're going to do it and how you're going to do it. But until you're actually in there doing it, you won't learn the lessons that you need to learn to move yourself and your business forward. Such good advice. I love that. And what do you wish you'd known at the beginning that you now know? Man, so much. (laughs) So, so much. I think one, one of my first epiphanies when I got really serious about real estate investing, um, was the power of the HELOC, the home equity line of credit. I didn't even know there was a thing. Nobody had ever told me there was this equity sitting in my house that I could tap into. I didn't even know. Yeah. It's like, holy cow, there's this money just sitting in this house. Why aren't we using this to do something with it? And, um, you know, that's just a very small thing. But it then it opened my eyes up to all the different ways that you can, I mean, that, that real estate investing is done. And there's there's so many creative ways to go about it. Um, yeah. so that, but that was really the first aha moment that I had, that there was a lot of untapped potential that I hadn't been taking advantage of. Mm, yeah, the equity in your home, mm-hmm. the, the cash out refinances, uh-huh. and HELOC. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so good. Such great advice. Well, before we get into our trinity, our famed end of show trinity, which is a brag, a gratitude, and a desire, how can people find out more about you and Good Egg? Sure. So the best place to go to learn about Good Egg Investments is through our website. It's goodegginvestments.com. And if and actually, when you go there, there um, if you're new to passive investing, um, we have a course called Passive Real Estate Investing 101. It's a free email course that'll get you up to speed on all the basics of what passive investing is all about. And um, if ever you have any questions for me, um, you can always reach out to me and Annie at goodegginvestments.com. Awesome. All right, so it's time for our trinity, which is a brag, a gratitude, and a desire. Dun, so dun, you need a sound effect. I that. know, I know. I need like a dun, 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 dun. Yes. Trinity time. There we go. There we go. <laughs> so what's one thing you're celebrating right now? What's your brag? Uh, one thing that I'm celebrating right now is I just finished the first draft of our book, so we're putting out our first book and it is, um, over the past year, I've written over 60 blog posts. And so this first book that we're putting out is a compilation of a lot of those blog posts. And I thought, Oh, it's going to be so easy. I've already written all the content. I just dump it all together. <laughs> oh my gosh, was I wrong? It was still so much work to create the outline and then to go back through all those posts, because can you imagine what I wrote a year ago today is completely different from how I write now. Mm -hmm. And so I had to go through and make sure that the tone was consistent, the style was consistent. So I finally, I'm done with that and it's off, it's out of my hands, it's in the copy editor's hands, then on to book design and 
hopefully we'll we'll get that book out um, in the next couple of months. Congratulations. What's the name of the book? Um, the working title is Investing for Good. Mm, love it. All right. Well bragged. And what's one thing you're grateful for? You know, I, I couldn't be in the world of real estate investing without every day being grateful for the home that I get to live in. We live in sunny Oakland, California, and, um, you know, I've got a beautiful home office. I've got right next to me, you can't see it, but I've got all this colorful, all these doodads that I've collected and, and photos of my family and, um, and just grateful every day to get to live the life um, that I get to live. Mm, beautiful. Thank you. And what is one thing you desire? Mm, I love this. You know, a little while ago, we got an email from one of our investors and she and her husband had been investing in multiple deals with us. And she emailed us to let us know that, um, she could quite possibly lose her job. Her, her company was doing some restructuring and she also had a baby on the way. And she said in that email, she said, but I'm not afraid because I've got all this passive income coming in and it's covering our rent. Can you imagine? She lives in San Francisco, one of the most expensive real estate markets in the country, and her rent is covered by mm. passive income. And that's what I desire is to be able to help more people to see that something like this is possible, whether they invest passively or actively, just that they see that this lifestyle is possible. Mm. Amen, sister. I'm with you. <laughs> That's well, right. So, so shall your desire be, or so much better than you can imagine under grace and in perfect ways. Yes. All right, Annie, thank you so much. That was awesome. Um, Love it. If you guys want to connect with her, go to goodegginvestments.com. To connect with me, go to realestateinvestorgoddesses.com. We also offer passive investing opportunities. You can go and click on Investor Club and um, to sign up to get access to those. And catch us next week for another amazing Real Estate Investor Goddess interview. Bye-bye.